I mean, even though, <clears throat> even though you know, because you've, you've told us to others, you know, yes. that pain or suffering, you know, that you can draw close to God in it when you're in it. You're like, I don't want this. I don't want this to be mm. the way. I, I like the oh. other ways of me standing in sure, worship sure, sure, with sure. a full worship team and like that's intimacy with Jesus, right? I want that way. <laughs> Welcome to the Follower Podcast, a place for conversations about following Jesus to the depths of his heart and the ends of the earth. My name is Matthew Lewis, and I am so glad that you are here. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Follower Podcast. So good to have you with us uh, in the series, Into the Deep. As you know, we are talking really about what God will do with our suffering um, if we let him. And we're using the story of Jesus inviting uh, um, really Peter and then the, some of the other disciples into the deep water after a night of disappointment and not catching anything. And there they find this massive catch of fish. Uh, interestingly, that they have to then invite others to come and help them um, bring in. And uh, so we've been having different voices through this series. And on the show today, we have a, a really good friend of mine, Xavier Morin. Um, hi, Zave. Welcome to the Follow Up Podcast. Hello, Matt. So good to be with you and uh, yeah. yeah, your listeners. Yeah, so good. Thank you, man. And thank you for making the time. Absolutely. A joy to be here. Uh, looking forward to our time together. Yeah. And uh, if you don't know Zave, um, some of you listening will know Zave and some of you really won't. I think uh, Zave is just really a good friend of mine, um, Was uh, is in some ways a mentor to me. And uh, we did ministry together in Scripture Union, uh, independent schools for about four years. And uh, at a time when I was confused and uh, pretty lost, and some would say still am, but uh, <laughs> but I, I think uh, I think Zave was just such a significant voice into my life in those very formative years, and has since then just been a, I would say a place of wisdom. And not only that, but what I'm so grateful for has grown to just become a really good friend and a person that I trust in my friendship with Jesus and a person whose voice I trust. And I just thought, particularly with this series, but just in general, it was about time to uh, have Zave on uh, the follower podcast and, uh, and have him share some of his story with us, uh, particularly around this idea of what God can do with our suffering. And so, Zave, if you could maybe just introduce yourself a little bit to, to the follower people, uh, tell us a little bit about your story growing up and just some highlights through that, that time. Well, great. Yeah. Um, well, as you've heard, I'm a good friend of Matt's, so that's a good way to kick off, right? Uh, <laughs> but I am, yeah, I'm, I'm married uh, and I've been married for over 20 years and have two wonderful uh, teenage children. And so life is full just with, with those, those few things. Um, yeah, I mean, Matt, I grew up um, in Peter Marisburg in KwaZulu-Natal. And um, yeah, along the way, um, found myself doing some teaching. Um, but I was always wrestling with a call to uh, full-time ministry, although as, when you say that to anybody, they always say, we're all in full-time ministry, right? Which is true. <laughs> <laughs> but vocational calling, whatever, you know, whatever you, yeah. however you interpret that. But um, yeah, and that's worked its way out over the last 20 years for me. And, uh, and a common thread, you know, I've been involved in local church as a youth pastor and as a school chaplain and independent school. And as you mentioned, you and I ministered together with the specialized ministry to the uh, private schools in South Africa for a number of years. And, um, you know, I think a common thread in all of that has been, um, I suppose, my pursuit and my following of Jesus in my own walk. And then a love for young people. That has been kind of the context where the things that I've been involved in and the ways that I've served and sought to advance the kingdom has been primarily with young people. And so that's been the journey. Yeah, I'm very much now in a season of um, 
Yeah, I kicked off purposely by saying married and with children. Uh, well, I shouldn't say children because uh, <laughs> they'd be like, we're teenagers, Dad. We're not kids. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so not <laughs> so. Got to be careful with that. But um, you are know, definitely a season very much of um, honoring them and giving a good time to be really present at this stage in their lives after having spent a number of years. Um, I suppose as I would see it in hindsight, given a lot to various um, ministry avenues and traveling a lot. So it's really good to be um, to be with them a lot more. Um, yeah. Than, than yeah. You know, yeah and, and I think, so that's a little bit about me. I mean, yeah, and I think just to jump in there, I mean, you know, you speak about this kind of shift that has happened, which has been a, a number of years now. And in so many ways, this is your new mm-hmm. normal. But when I look back and I think about our times in Scripture Union, I mean, we were in a different province weekly. You know, <laughs> just, I mean, I, I traveled the whole of South Africa in that time. I, I say to people, I think I preached the gospel to more people in three yeah. months with Scripture Union <laughs> than in three years as a youth pastor. You know, it was just that kind of work. And again, not one being better than the other, but just that was the nature yeah. of it. It was full. Mm. Um, our, our tent pegs were stretched wide. We had many, uh, many young people under our care, and and really the influence of the ministry was really all over the country, and then mm. and then your journey from there took you, um, much. Uh, how would I say it, Dave? You you talk about this idea of you kind of found that something or someone was missing, and so then there was this journey of almost uh, shedding that and coming into a much simpler way of being. Maybe mm. unpack that for us. Sure. Yeah, Matt, those are good, um, what you described there in, t- in terms of the fullness of that ministry. And I think it, you know, it wasn't only with um, our time together with Scripture Union. I think that, um, you know, it, it was kind of symptomatic uh, even prior to that. I think when I was a youth pastor or was a school chaplain, you know, just ministry days were just full. And um, I remember uh, maybe just because it had a national reach, so maybe um, and because of that, it felt more weighted. And like you say, we just spent days with copious amounts of young people <laughs> all across yeah. the country. Um, but yeah. I think because of that, and and there was the sense, uh, I don't know if you'll remember, but at a stage after doing it for a couple of years, there was the sense of like, I began to hear from people of like this, wow, this movement and this, you know, um, the way I would look back on it is, is to say that there was a lot of language of, of um, success, success in ministry. Mm-hmm. You know, there was, ah, you know, everything was growing and becoming bigger and we were in more provinces. And, you know, which I think initially I um, was probably caught up in. And, and you don't even know. I think I didn't even know I was caught up in anything. I just felt that this, I was really honoring God through expanding his kingdom in this way. And um, I just, there be it, it, there's no like specific moment, but it was like this growing awareness, Matt, that um, that wow, it it um, although outwardly there were all these markers of what we would understand as being successful and effective in ministry, and even though I didn't feel far from the Lord in any way or burnt out, you know, there was nothing. I didn't, you know, any sense of that. It was this growing awareness in me where I felt the spirit of God was saying to me, um, you know, Zay, there's more. And I was like, well, more of what? <laughs> yeah. You know, and I just knew it wasn't more of uh, bigger and more ministries, more staff, more. I just knew it wasn't that, right? That invitation. And um, I, I, Remember this assurance from the Lord almost to say, like, it's okay, Zav, there's like nothing wrong. I'm not like, there's no like casting judgment on you here. Um, you're not like in trouble <laughs> with me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is how the Lord and I speak, right? Um, but, <laughs> yeah. but, but if you want, there's more to know of me. It was like that. It was like this gentle awareness and awakening. And I was like, well, and I knew, Matt, I knew without a doubt that, and I've said this to you before, that I could I could have stayed in it and allowed God to kind of do this work. But at the time, I didn't feel I had the capacity or the energy. And, and also, I didn't trust myself. I thought, man, if I stay in this, I don't know if 
I'm truly going to be obedient to that invitation to something more. And so for me, um, and I think this is important for me, it meant stepping out of uh, probably a traditional Christian ministry setting at the time mm. and choosing to slow down and strip away um, what for me very much was positional leadership at the time um, and not to hold any formal position. Um, and I didn't know much more than that, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like you say, it has been quite a season and, and, it, and it's been a season of free falling for some time and yeah. I think it's definitely incredibly hard as, you know, you can kind of like, you know, in obedience, you do things like retreat days and you do, you look after your inner world. You know, you, you do that stuff in, in the busyness of ministry. And yet when I truly stepped out of it, um, I just realized how deep it was in me and mm -hmm. how much unraveling needed to happen, how many layers there were of um i suppose a way of living and a way of understanding what it meant to follow jesus um and how much recreating needed to happen um in my inner world um yeah so that's been the journey for a number of years now um yeah and and so it was that exactly what you said it was the sense of something more and i think the I've come to understand and still growing in this, of course, um, that that more doesn't come easily. Um, yes. And even though you know it's Jesus and we use words like, oh, you want to know God more, you want a deeper relationship. I think that for me, it was um, just, it was like something you say and then you, you have moments of that, but I don't think it was as revolutionary and as radical as I could have imagined. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. Um, and I only began to experience that as I kind of let go and gave space and time, I think, to listen into really what was happening in my internal world um, mm. and allowing the Holy Spirit to examine me. Um, and when I say these things, I know, like, I mean, when I'm saying it to you, we know this stuff, right? You grow up with this stuff within church you know, and within Christian leadership, people talk about it all the time. But I think I never really entered into it in a way that I understand now. And yeah, um, yeah. and that something's missing, that, that leading of the spirit was definitely into a deeper friendship with Jesus. Yes. Um, that, um, and, and for me, that was about understanding more of who I was in him um, than it was about what he would do through me. Um, sure. And I think, you know, for me, Matt, I've, I've very much realized that so much of my identity was in my, my ministry gifting. Yes. And without realizing it, I'd kind of grown up in it as a teenager. You know, you find yourself in the things that you're good at, right, and what people affirm. And the same thing happened for me in Christian ministry. And I realized that so much of who I was was shaped through my gifting rather than who I was in Christ. Um, and of course, my gifting is part of that, but it was just how much it was all weighted, right? I remember some of those um, early days of that and how... Um, I want to say disorienting that seemed to be for you. You know, I remember we would sit and you would, you, it was like, it wasn't an easy time. There was, as you talk about it, this idea of free fall, there was almost mm. a, a grief built into that. You were mourning the loss of, of a way of relating to God, a way of being in the world, you know, a sense of value. And I remember even at that time, there were like phone calls and emails coming of invitations, like, do you want to come yeah. and lead this thing? Do you want to come and be a part of it? Yeah. And you know, yeah. you just you just develop this kind of like customary answer of no uh, yeah. out of obedience in that season. But that was really it was hard for you. Uh, this the stripping away of ministry Xavier. And yeah. and not and and for a long time, it wasn't a short period of time, for a long time, not landing on anything, really. Just this idea of of falling through. Would you say that was true for you? 
yeah, absolutely. It it was a you know the the ministry zave as it would be. I when I let go of all that, I was like, and I remember in my conversations with the Lord saying, "Well, what's left?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, and and although I knew I was a child of God, although I knew I was found in Him, it it was such a life foundation actually. Because it, it yes. felt like so much of my learning and my growth, my following of, of Jesus had been building about uh, building ministry, <laughs> yes. about fanning into flame my gifting and not fanning into flame what it meant to be who I was in Christ and who I was. Right. Uh, just, and just say, to, and, you I, know, and what I'm hearing you, what I'm not hearing you say, because I want to make sure we clarify this. It is all that stuff matters. We must fan into flame the gifting. The gifting is a grace. Uh, the kingdom must mm. advance. You know, mm. this is not all about sort of introspective cosmic therapy. But what mm. I hear you saying is that in the context of our Christian ministry, sometimes the weighting of those things can That's be it. imbalanced. And so there's That's a necessary course correction that must happen in the heart of the person. Uh, would, would you agree with that? Yeah, that said, of course. I think that... Um... It wasn't to the exclusion of gifting or holding positional leadership or any of those things. But without a doubt, um, I, I definitely would say that, and others wouldn't have. That's the thing, right? I think that, yeah. I mean, Matt, you would know that others at the time would have looked and said, Sav, I don't know what you're talking about. Like you, <laughs> yes. we yeah. see you as walking yeah. closely with the Lord, right? <laughs> yeah. I think I was and probably I think one that... of those people. For... <laughs> 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 and you know, the thing was that, and I remember, remember it so distinctly, thinking, well, you know, either I'm going to be satisfied in what others say of me, sure. or I need to be satisfied in who I believe Christ is calling me to be, <laughs> not just what he wants me to do. And, yeah, and I think, like, of course, I, you know, I, I want to state it that definitely this was my journey, and I think that, um, you know, there's, it's not to the exclusion of those things. But I think I grew uh, somehow along the way. Um, I seem to pick up more of the weight on serving the Lord and doing things for the Lord than I did in being with him in friendship. Mm. Um, mm. Even though that was a part of my walk at the time, it was unhealthily weighted. Um, yes. And because of that, as I realize now, man, I was just uh, missing so much. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, I, and, you know, you talk about going through that journey and then you've kind of landed in a, a newer space. And some of the language you use for this now is um, a spirituality of small obediences, um, mm. the ordering of your within your interior world. And you also talk about uh, this revelation of Jesus accepting your humanity and uh, mm. how previously this idea of friendship with God was kind of a nice idea, but maybe a bit light. Whereas now mm. it's sort of the deep longing of your soul. Could you speak mm. into some of those ideas? Mm. Mm. Yeah, man. I, you know, as a teenager, you hear that Jesus is your friend. <laughs> and, um, and I think as a teenager, that was, um, it was good. It was relatable, right? And then as I got older in age and older in my faith, it felt like, no, come on, guys. Like, you, like Jesus is more than just a friend, you know. He's a holy God. <laughs> you know, he's big and you need to be caught up in the wonder of who he is. And so um, I think I moved more in the waiting of that. And, you know, then along the way, I've, I've realized that actually um, it is about friendship, but it's about the divine understanding of friendship, this beautiful, intimate, conversational journey with Jesus. Mm. And so I think that I kind of threw out friendship because it seemed light initially. And I, I looked at it through the lens of, I suppose, um, my, my everyday friendships with people. Um, um, but when you're in friendship with Jesus, right? <laughs> yeah, That's some, something different. Um, and I think a lot of that spoke to an intimacy, Matt, and a, and a, and a everyday conversational space with him. Um, and I think for me that um, that has been something that has been such a gift um, uh, to me. I um, I needed to slow down first to hear that, um, and to almost break, um, I suppose, the 
Um, the discipline seemed like a it's something I had to do, you know, to spend time with God. They seemed uh, definitely means of grace, but they felt like it was something that was quite, uh, I was, I felt like I was taking it off the box. I felt better in myself because I had done it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they, it was like to do it and then to move to the stuff of my day. That's almost like it felt. Um, right, right. Um, it was like, okay, meet with, with Jesus and then move on into your day. And um, mm. it was such like a, a boxing of that relationship um, uh, with him. And um, I think it needed space and then time. And I think I love the, the raw honesty that can happen when you're in friendship with Jesus and when you're having a conversation very much in the language of the Psalms. Um, and I, I think I, I, I realized how hesitant I was to be that raw with God. Um, and it took time to develop maybe initially the courage and then to become okay with venting with God and allowing him to love me through that um, mm. and to find myself in that, yeah. Mm. Mm. And that would kind of speak to this idea of, of your humanity, and understanding mm. that, you, you know, Jesus, I, I read this quote, I love this thought, it said, you know, sometimes as Christians, we try everything possible to us to escape and ascend our humanity. Meanwhile, mm. God is meeting us as, um, as a baby. <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> like God comes in and, and God embraces humanity, God clothes himself in humanity. Um, mm. And so the language I hear you talking about in here is this um language of uh your incarnation really like god mm. meeting us in the mm. shape and form of our human lives would you agree with that yeah um you know it's uh, from a ministry uh, background i think it's um i realized how much my prayer language had been informed um by preparing for something or um, praying for others um, and it was almost like um, it it needed a, a, a I needed to find a new language <laughs> to be in conversation with God but it it meant I needed to uh, for me um, like a preface to it Matt was like accepting that that just save was enough and that he loved me completely and as I um, heard that more and more and meditated on that more and more that allowed me to then um, uh, not like um, accept the sinfulness of my humanity but to accept that God loved me completely and therefore I could be just myself with him um, right. But and when I say that, I mean it sounds so simple, right? But I realized yeah. just how many masks and how many layers oh. there existed between me and and Jesus, and they still do. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not Absolutely. like it's Absolutely, it's, it's yeah. gone, but but um, it's not like I was pretending. But I realized how much pretense there was when I sat before mm. the Lord, and also how mm. how how impure my motives were so often and still are when i'm with them you know mm. how 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 much it it um requires through the help of the spirit to sim simply spend time with jesus in view of friendship more than because there's another end to something right yes, um, yes. and like you say of course it's not it's not so that uh, you, you kind of get stuck there i mean i I trust Jesus enough to know that if I gaze in him long enough, that he'll send me to the world, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because that's yeah. his character and his nature, you know? Yes. Um, but yeah, I think um, um, learning to be broken before the Lord, learning to be raw before him, um, I almost want to say it, it, it seemed weak. Um, and yet it um, 
I don't know. I think particularly when you're often in leadership positions, I think that um, it it feels that kind of vulnerability is is hard mm. to to have in you. And um, and of course, you want to be vulnerable in the right spaces, right? But um, I think that so much of myself was shielded. Um, and so, man, looking at Zave um, definitely was well, part of that was accepting my, my humanity and all my frailties right. and my mess. And so, you know, we, we're talking about this and there's people listening and they're going, yeah, I can, I can relate to some of that. And, you know, maybe, maybe some of their disappointment has been trying to live into um, the mask, I guess. And, um, you know, for you, you talk about um, how the season has kind of maybe raised an awareness in you around the importance of waiting for a recreation, you know, mm. and how that that's looked like for you servanthood and and what i'm really interested in as well if you're willing to talk about it is it's not so much only the suffering you've experienced through the work and this journey of a, almost like an unbecoming but then also more recently things that were happening with your mom and your dad and walking through some of that and how mm. maybe these two stories actually come together and mm. and this idea of recreation there for you almost as a way of us encouraging somebody who's listening into this to say yes yes maybe you found yourself with this mask or in the analogy we've been using you may have found yourself fishing in the shallows but mm. now there is this invitation into this deeper space and god can meet you in and through these really difficult seasons so maybe if mm. you could share a little bit about that that maybe some of your experience with your mom your dad mm. um mm. and then this idea of reinvention into servanthood and what that looks like mm. Mm. yeah it's um a little bit of this hindsight right so um and it's still a bit messy for me so i'll try and um i suppose share it in the most uh, hopefully a clear way and be succinct with it but i um i think i have understood that my desire to know more second so picture is me zave right after this letting go of traditional ministry like positional leadership and stepping into that free falling and then beginning to land on this more like hey here's the way forward i'm going to my see with jesus you know um, the waiting is coming right and then without realizing it i think that I had ideas of, of how I would draw closer to Jesus, right? These would be the things. This is the way. <laughs> this, yeah. is, this, is, this is Zave's agenda, right? So, yeah. so, yeah. so okay, so step one, two, three, four, that's what it's going to mean. That's what it's going to look like. Right. Jesus, I got you. I've understood this. Calling to more to somebody, I get this. And then um, my mom was diagnosed with dementia. Uh, you know, several years back, and um, and her, you know, my mom and my dad are, live close to us here in Prishuk, and the last year or so, um, you know, her mental state just deteriorated drastically, um, and it felt like for um, a number of months we were living in crisis, and um, mm. I think that when it when it grew in volume, okay, in my life in terms of what it was requiring or demanding for me and my support of them. Initially, I, without realizing it, I'd kind of kept it a bit. I wanted to love them, you know, and I wanted to be there for them. But there was a stage where it felt like, okay, this is too much now. Um, mm. Like there's, I'm so almost on a parallel, like I'm growing in my walk with Jesus and now I'm starting to serve him in these other various like ministry projects that I've started to take on and advancing the kingdom but you know it's not too busy and it's i seem on the right track and this is the way of i'm growing in jesus and but hang on now I'm, I'm serving and loving my parents but hang on it's like now it's becoming too much right this is intruding this is like sure. and it was this like this wrestle me this resistance to what was happening and i think matt um i 
uh, and when I say wrestling, I mean me and the Lord were having words. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is unfair. Yeah. <laughs> How can you yeah. do this to me? <laughs> this is not yeah. the picture I had for my life. You know, you just, I mean, really just um, very, very dark days and times. Um, and, and also just a concern of, of how I was going to get through this with them. And, um, and then, you know, by grace, um, by grace, there definitely was this, um, thought, <laughs> I suppose this thought from the Holy Spirit of what if this is your season? What if this is your teacher? What if this, what you're going through with mom and dad is how you will draw closer to me? Sure. <laughs> sure. I was like, you're kidding. So you dismiss that thought immediately. <laughs> it's like, uh, okay, that's a, that's my stomach grumbling. That's not the spirit of God. <laughs> because yeah. right, I mean, even though <clears throat> even though you know, because you've you've told us to others, you yes. know, that pain or suffering, you know, that you can draw close to God in it when you're in it. You're like, I don't want this. I don't want this to be mm. the way. Mm. I, I like the sure. other ways of me standing in sure, worship sure, sure, with sure. a full worship team and like that's intimacy with Jesus, right? I want that way. Mm. <laughs> I love it when I'm reading scripture and like the Bible comes alive to you. I'm like, let it be that way. <laughs> yes. yes. You know, or if I'm listening to a podcast and I hear this beautiful thought, I'm like, yes, <laughs> let it yeah. be that way. But yeah. to choose this way of, for me, it meant saying, okay, if this is the season, I've got to let go of my idea of this time in my life and the things that mm. I think are important to accomplish, inverted commas, these other things. And if this is, if this is the way, if this is the means, then I need to su surrender to it, Matt. Wow. Um, yeah. um, but man, I was unwilling. <laughs> um, I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll surrender, Lord. And there's nothing in me that wants to surrender. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, but that was my starting place, was wow. just the seed of that. And then I think for me, I literally only had the strength to wake up each day and choose a small obedience. Um, it was just to say, was not to think too far ahead. And it wasn't to try and like see the conclusion of it. You know, and that's the thing, right? As I'm in it, I'm like, oh, it'll mean this and I'm learning this. And I'm like, you know, loading all this Zave stuff onto it, <laughs> teacher, preacher, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, yeah, the, yeah. and, and the Lord is just like, um, um, uh, Surrender. Yeah. <laughs> My grace yeah. will be sufficient for you today. Um, love them. And and I couldn't see it, Matt. I couldn't see how I would that this would would oh man, I didn't want it to be the way. I was like, I don't want you to make me more like you through this. I don't want yeah. this to be I don't want this to be the anvil. I don't want it. Gosh. You know? Gosh. Yeah, and, and so, so, so there was a point where, and well, many points, and there still are points where I'm like, okay, I don't get it, but, but I trust you, Jesus. Mm. And I think for me, what what's been so helpful, Matt, is because I've almost, for me, my understanding of friendship with Jesus has is maturing. It gave me the conversational space to have it out. Um, and so it was fine to know that I'm a surrender and this was the season, but it was like, okay, but what does that mean for me? And what it's meant for me is to daily talk it through with Jesus. Right, right. <laughs> and I, that's interesting, right? Because that's it's not a one-time deal, right? So you, didn't, you don't yeah, just say yeah. yes to the way yeah. a yeah. couple of months ago and then just walk it. It's like every yeah. day. There's a re-surrender yeah. to that. There's a rediscussion about that because, and I almost, you know, as I'm looking at it now, it's like, 
there's almost a prevenience in this around how the Lord led you through the season of reestablishing friendship as the groundwork. Like that's mm-hmm. friendship is ground zero. And then into mm-hmm. the context of that friendship, he introduced uh, or allowed this, this journey of suffering. You know, mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. that's just an interesting thought is that you, uh, you know, you had sp- spent these years really learning to come every day and every moment mm-hmm. and, and are learning that. And then into that comes this kind of, um, yeah, this burden to carry away that you don't want. Um, but now there's these rhythms of daily communion and you can, you can walk that way daily moment by moment mm. with him. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like, um, you know, I would say in prayer and same times of worship to the Lord, you know, I want to know you more. Uh, I want to serve you. And I think that, um, understandably, I almost preconceive what they could look like and what they would be, right? And mm. um, I think that um, as I've surrendered, and of course, I mean, it's not like, um, you know, it's not like I don't like my parents, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. but it, it, it was um, the enormity of it. And yeah. I think that... Um, there was also a part of me that initially part of that wrestle was that it was like, okay, I'll do this for this period, but then, okay, you ended the lesson, right? Let's move on. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Yeah. But, but, yeah. but I've realized that it's actually not, it's too, it's not like this unwelcome visitor of pain and hardship and suffering like comes and then you're like, okay, I'll entertain it for a bit. And then now it must go. And now I must carry on with the rest of my life. It's like, no, I, that, um, conversational friendship that you that um you allude to with jesus that that i'm growing in that that communion with the lord that um i've come to understand is like an ongoing way of living because uh, you know this these last number of months it has been with my mom and my dad but every day there are other things that press hard and are unwelcomed and um mm. and it's not you know man it's not like you know when i when i talk about it i think to myself it's not like you choose it it's not like oh i want the pain and the suffering because then i will grow deeper right you know because i think like we're resilient to it because our we know we know the world shouldn't be like this right um and yet part of it is accepting and understanding that in god's permissive will he's allowed it and therefore if i daily offer it to him bring it to him but bring it to him not with the intention that it will pass in my time and in my understanding and make me in the way that i think it should make me right you see that's mm. the difference for me it's like yes. it was so loaded in my my surrender was so loaded <laughs> yes. and my, abandon, my abandonment had so many self uh, like shadow missions in it you know it still does yes. Yes. um and so i suppose that um yeah, definitely um, is mad. And I can feel it, hey? The days that I don't enter into it, and there are days where I I don't, my day isn't kind of the course of my day, isn't set out of that communing with the Trinity, you know? I can yeah. feel it. Like in my day, I become, I can feel how the tiredness and the weightiness and my lack of everything just like grows on me and becomes more, right? It's yes. It's sometimes as clear as that, yeah. And so what you're really talking about, Zave, is a totality of surrender. When I when I hear you speak, uh, I'm just thinking about in my own life and people, you know, someone listening to this now, uh, when we talk about surrender, I think we're often blinded about the terms and conditions <laughs> that, that we bring yeah, to the table around it. our yeah, surrender. Yeah, you know, so yeah. it's like, God, I'll surrender this moment, but I'm not surrendering the outcome. I still have my dreams. You know, I still yep. have, I still yeah. have my desires, still have my preferred future or you got, I'll surrender it for six months, but don't make me surrender up for a year. But That's like it. a totality yeah. of surrender is I no longer live. Christ now lives mm-hmm. in me. 
you know, and that, yeah. and that is a surrender up of, that's a surrender up of the end game. That's a surrender up of the journey between here and there. That's a, that's mm. a surrender up of absolutely everything, which, which is what I'm hearing you speak about, you know? Yeah, Matt, and you know, it's not as like, uh, you know, it's this complexity behind that. And I think I realized like I was too often, I was choosing the areas I was sacrificing in my walk with Jesus. Yeah. It's like, uh, yeah, I understand that sacrifice is a part of following Jesus, but I'll choose this one and this one and this one. <laughs> Please, mm. I won't take anything behind door number three because I don't know what's behind mm. there, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, Matt, that's, um, I don't know how, how you choose that without a developing or a growing right picture of a God who is trustworthy and faithful and who loves you. Um, Absolutely. I think because it's like, how do you have, how do you make that decision, you know, um, to keep doing that? If your, um, I suppose, view of who Jesus is, isn't constantly growing in how faithful and trustworthy he is. Um, mm. and, and I think it is. And when you say total surrender, I mean, I remember... I mean, it sounds so dramatic, but at some point in the last few months saying, um, I don't know if this is the life I would choose, like what my day is made up of right now, which sounds so melodramatic, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. but I was like, okay, but if in the scope of eternity and you giving me life, Jesus, and me living this life, that you want me to be in this right now where I am with the people that I'm with and to love them. Um, if I accept that, then for, for no hidden intention, um, well, that's quite liberating actually, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and, and, so, and then as a beautiful gift, you start to experience peace. <laughs> mm. Um, but it's, but it's, a, it's not the, it's not the way we know that, you know, it's yeah. like, that's the thing. And it's not the way that we would choose. Um, uh, and yet, um, <laughs> and yet that invitation to the deep, um, I almost want to say it's a little forced, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's like in, it's in the words of an invitation, but <laughs> It is a little bit, but yeah. you know, and it's like, it's like, a, um, and it's not just, a, I mean, we've, we've spoken a bit about the journey with my parents, but I think too, it's like a daily choice to enter into those inward places that require sacrifice and surrender. And that's the thing. I think what the Spirit of God was saying to me all those years ago was, you know, Zave, um, I'm not like asking you to make the sacrifice, but getting to know me more it will require sacrifice because of the things that are in you, because of, you know, yes. all this other stuff yes. that's been placed on you. It's not like it's, you know, Jesus' fault that it's sacrifice, right? <laughs> yes, 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 yes. But it's because yeah, it's like, of. Uh, yeah, I think it's, it's, we often think of, about Jesus as the guy who's out to spoil our fun. It's like he's, mm. he's, he's dreaming up ways to make things difficult for us, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but, yeah. but I think my growing revelation, I guess, and I wish I believed this in my heart as much as I can see it in my mind, you know, but when Jesus says, I've come to give you life and life to the full John 10, 10, right. Mm. But mm. then he also says to follow me, you must deny yourself and take up your cross that in those yeah. two statements, he's not speaking at cross purposes. Those are, mm. those are one in the same thing. Because, because Jesus desires the absolute best for us, but there is a way to get there. And so Jesus is just honest about that. So when he says, uh, you know, the road is narrow, it's not because he's trying to be prohibitive. He's just going, that's the way it is, guys. <laughs> so, you know, it's like, it's like on one level, we, we want to get wet, but on another level, we really don't want to get on the, in the ocean. You know, and Jesus is saying, no, but these things, they come together. This, I love what you said. It's like, I wanted a way. I just didn't want that way. And Jesus yeah. is going, yeah, well, for you, Zave, this is the way. 
That's and now you have a choice, you know. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, Matt, you know, the, I mean, in the context of the series and the language uh, that you're using, I am fully loved and known in the shallows. <laughs> right? Yeah, absolutely. I am. Yeah. I am. So important. Yeah. You know, and yet, um, you know, if I say, if in, in choosing Jesus as my Lord and my Savior, and to know that my delight is to know him more, mm. man, even though I'm resistant of the way of the more, um, I choose it. I choose it because in the deep, <laughs> in the deep, there is, is like a, my heart is home, right? In the deep. Yeah. <laughs> No, yeah, well, there's the catch, right? There's those fish that are going to sink your boat, man. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's what he's looking for. You know, and it is. And there with, with, with Peter, you know, it's with yeah. Peter that in the deep you're like, yeah, you're in wonder. And, and the, because, because I think for me, Matt, in that place, in the deep of wrestle and pain and suffering, so that intimacy is not like this, oh, this beautiful, like, you know, hallmark moment, right? It's not laced with candy floss and hearts and you know it is a it is like a rugged raw intimacy that place where i'm being held but but there's there's no better place to be because i am fully known and loved in that um yeah what a joy I think you, you use this language, which I love, which was, um, you know, when we're faced with the weight of the way, which is you're mm. describing now, one of the reasons we would still walk it is because um, we have an understanding that this is what we were made for. On the other mm. side of this is what we were made for, you know, mm. and it is this mm. Jesus going, if you keep your life, you're welcome to do that, but you will lose it. And again, mm. not because he's trying to, He's not trying to be a killjoy. If anything, he's trying to save us, <laughs> you know, but he's going, but I'm telling you, there's a kind of life you can find, but it only comes on the other side of you losing your own. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. you know, Matt, I think that, that when you say the life that you can find, I think for me, so much of it, like looked like a certain um, ministry, uh, culture. It looked like a certain way in ministry, right? Mm. And I think I ha- hadn't heard enough and long enough, which I more and more now, is that life, that what it leads to <clears throat> is is a different zave. <laughs> yes. Yes. You know, <clears throat> excuse me, I remember <clears throat> saying to a friend um, when I hadn't, I'd, like you mentioned earlier, I'd, I'd taken a bit of a sabbatical from preaching and teaching and i remember when i first stepped stepped back into it i remember standing in front of this group of young people and uh, a friend asked me afterwards and said what was it like you know and i said you know standing in front of young people felt everything felt so familiar except i was different standing there same setting same like ministry dynamic but and nobody else would know right but internally something had changed and i think that's the invitation of the deep for me is, is not just more, like as we understand in terms of, you know, ministry success and those things, it's, 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 it's saved, transformed into the likeness of Jesus, you know? Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Which is ultimate. I mean, that's the end game for Jesus, right? I mean, yeah, it is the glory of God. It is that Jesus would receive his reward. And it's, it is that we would be conformed unto the image of Christ. And, mm. and ministry is, is um, in some ways, the mechanisms by which he does that, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and, and yeah. I'm speaking about ministry in the broadest sense, the, yeah. the yeah. ways in which that Jesus invites us to steward the earth with him. Um, mm. But, but God, uh, you know, God doesn't need my preaching. I don't, I really can't believe, I cannot believe that. <laughs> I can't believe that, the, the, you know, the Holy Spirit doesn't need my podcast even. The Holy, like God yeah. can do a better job. And so yeah. for some reason he invites us into the work, but I think 
to a large degree, the work is the mechanism of the transformation sometimes, yeah. you know? Yeah. It's like, so even the degrees to which he, he asks us to partner, that partnership, it's, uh, it's, unto, it's unto the shaping of our soul, you know? Yeah. yeah. Into his yeah. image. Yeah. 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 What good is it, right? To gain the whole world, right? What good is it? What good is it to, to gain all that stuff in ministry or the outward things and yet not gain that inward friendship and intimacy mm. with Jesus? And I think that lands nicely with uh, sort of one more closing thought for us here, Zave, around um, we are living in a crazy world at the moment. I've, I am, I'm watching the news in bite-sized pieces, <laughs> you know, yeah. enough to be yeah. prayerful, but not too much to be unhelpful. Uh, it's just crazy at the moment. And out of this, uh, what kind of maybe word of advice would you give to people? What, what would you share? What encouragement? If you could sit down with a bunch of people, some young people, whoever's mm. listening on the other side of this thing, and you could sit with them and say, okay, in this time, uh, this is really what you need to know. <laughs> what would you encourage them toward? <laughs> um, mm, mm. No, um, Matt, I remember a number of years ago, um, uh, going to uh, a house of a family who just a few hours earlier had lost their daughter in a riding, horse riding accident. Um, and I mean, I'd been in ministry for a number of years. Um, but to walk into that house, um, they were, um, I mean, what do you say? <laughs> you know, what do you say? Um, in that moment of deep, loss and grief and tragedy and i think that um <clears throat> i think that right now there's a lot of grief and loss and tragedy and questions um and i know you are you uh would be great if i could say these amazing words right <laughs> yeah but but there's a part of me, and I probably will say something, um, but a part of me is to sit with those mm. um, and to be together in it. That is a gift. That is a gift to be with because a lot of our words are short right now, you know, and we live in a world where people have a lot to say, but to sit and be with others um, through this. And so... Uh, if you know, if I was hanging out with a group of young people right now, I think my default would be to listen, um, mm. and not to to come with you know lots of knowledge and but but really just to listen, um, and for them to to know that they've been listened to and to be with them in that. Um, I think that's the first thing. I I want to say that the, the the pastor in me wants to say that first, right? <laughs> Right. Uh, I wish good. I could. So when you talk about those people, a part of me would want to just sit and be with them, right? That would be the mm -hmm. first thing because I think that uh, words can go too far. Um, but yeah, if I, if I have to uh, offer an encouragement, um, well, um, I think that I believe, <laughs> I believe that despite what we see, <laughs> despite Despite what um, we go through, despite um, how things don't work out, maybe how we want them to, um, that in that, in all of that, if we truly <laughs> seek, if we truly seek, if we truly listen or watch, that, and however weak that effort might be on our part, because we don't have a lot. Um, in us, that every day um, there are <laughs> grace notes, there are beautiful um, moments where you will just see evidence of God holding us, mm. um, God loving us. Um, and I think it's, it's that, Matt. It's, it's, um, it's as simple and as profound that you know 
that the Jesus, the incarnational Son of God, you know, that the Trinity is with us, um, that we truly aren't alone, and that despite all the evidence, the kingdom of God is advancing, and not just like outwardly, but inwardly. Um, and I think that because of that, because of that, that's the seed of hope. Um, and that Jesus, Jesus offers a peace that truly is beyond our understanding. Yeah. Yeah, something like that, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I, I think those two actually, those two actually come together. You know, your first impulse to say, "Well, I'll just be with." But then the great, the great promise of the gospel that Jesus is with us, you know, mm. and that sometimes the kinds of weights uh, that we carry in this world don't have easy answers, but it's His yep. presence that helps us helps us walk it through, you know. Mm. Yeah, it's good. And Dave, if uh, if people wanted to find your work, what what are you busy with at the moment? Where could they they pick up some stuff that uh, that Xavier Moran's busy with? Well, I'm not so good on the socials, right? <laughs> <laughs> on the on the socials, that's what all the kids are saying these days. <laughs> I, probably, <laughs> I don't even know if people say that. That's what I call them. <laughs> So, yeah, sure, there's a, a website, uh, which is just saviourmoran.com, uh, which is probably grossly in need of an update. <laughs> <laughs> um, however, um, with a bit of fear and intrepidation, I, I am stepping into the podcast world and uh, we'll be bringing out a short season um, uh, podcast uh, entitled Remember the Way. Um, and so I suppose if you want to find out about when that comes out, then you can find me on Instagram, which if you type in Xavier yes. Moran, you're probably going to find a million in the world. So at the moment, <laughs> it's Xavier Moran, and it's uh, talking about youth. Um, yes. Although I can't promise that that won't change when I get down to it. So as you can hear, I'm really terrible. at, uh, And maybe, <laughs> maybe terrible in all this branding stuff, and yet... Also very, uh, very good at, at not letting too many people find me. <laughs> <laughs> it's an actual gift. It's an actual skill. <laughs> Xavier's, like a, Xavier's like the ghost that you knew existed, but you <laughs> Oh, my gosh. So, I mean, look, there's a group of people that I'm walking with, as you know, with youth pastors and chaplains. I mean, there's this reason for me discipleship course that I connect with the groups of young people, you know. So that stuff's yes. happening. It's just not... Uh, um, so it's around, and I think that's probably, uh, yeah, you'll stumble across it. It's just not that frequent that it ends right. up in the social media forums and the platforms out there, yeah. <laughs> Excellent. And uh, guys, if you're interested in anything from Zay, we'll put all of that in the show notes of the podcast, so you'll be able to find it all there. Uh, Zay, thank you so much for your time. It's been amazing to have you on the show. Yeah, Matt, uh, so good to be with you. I uh, really appreciate it. Always good uh, catching up and talking about Jesus. Yeah. yeah. And uh, for the rest of you listening in, thank you so much for listening into the series. Our last episode in this series is coming out next week. And here is a short clip from that episode just to give you a sense of what you'll be listening into. See you next time, guys. I'm finding that actually even the call to the deeper place is the call to have more misunderstanding with who I thought God was. Right. And I'm finding that the Father, in many of those places where I don't get it, He's reintroducing Himself to me. Wow. Um, let me put it this way. Um, I'm learning in my life to leave a little a lot more room for the but if not. So you got 
you know, Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego, and they say, our God is able to deliver us. I mean, they're making a statement of faith. Our God can do this. Nothing is impossible for him. Our God will deliver. So based on what they know God is, their request is he's going to deliver us. But then they say this, but if not, right. we're not going to bow down. 